In today's show, we look at the action from Tuesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball. On Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and on Substack at JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Only four games on today to uh, get us ready for 12 games tomorrow. So we're going to dig into those four games. We're going to look at some waiver wire moves that were made as well. So Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) Let's look at some news. Let's start off with a big one. Mike Muscala is out for up to two weeks with a finger fracture. He'd sort of been in and out of the lineup. It gives one less tool for Mark Dagnott to play with, which is good for Poku and Robinson Earl and Wiggins and Kenrich Williams. Oh, there's still a lot of guys for him to screw us around with. Muscala was useful, but yeah, he's going to be out for these few weeks. So if your 30-team league has him, then uh, you're not going to use him. Max Struess was originally ruled out for tomorrow, but he has been upgraded to questionable. So at the moment, Jimmy Butler is out, but we might have both Struess and Hero playing. So just correcting something, well, not correcting, updating something about Struess is when I did the um, preview show earlier today, Struess was out, but now he has been upgraded to probable. So there you go. Alexei Pokyshevsky's out tomorrow as well. That means, do they go back to Kenrich Williams? Do they go back to Jeremiah Robinson Earl? I don't think you want either of those guys. You want Jalen Williams, but his minutes have been down the last two. or sorry, two out of the last three, but I think he's still worth, worth a crack. But the big one, of course, is in LA, where Kawhi Leonard is out. He sprained his ankle on Monday, late in that game. He said he was fine after the game, but apparently he's not. So he'll be sitting Paul George is also out with that hamstring issue. So lots of opportunities opening up. Marcus Morris has been trending downwards. Big opportunity for him. Norman Powell, big opportunity for him. Luke Kennard's also out. Reggie Jackson, huge opportunity for him. John Wall, bigger opportunity for him. Um, I don't know that I'd want to take the risk on Reggie on a 12-game day, but Powell, I probably would. I wouldn't look to Covington that much. I wouldn't look to the Batum. I'd look at Powell. I'm... Terrence Mann for deeper leagues, um, and then Jackson and Wall as other options. But probably Norm is the guy there. And then in Philadelphia, they waived Michael Foster Jr. And then they added uh, Saban Lee, because I guess because of their guard depth issues at the moment with Maxi and Milton out. So Lee might get a little bit of playing time. So the deeper leagues, you might just want to um, pay attention to it. That, that's all. All right, let's look at the waiver wire, the most added players over the last 24 hours. John Conchar. Sorry, Lil John Conchar. What? Up 35%. A lot of these major ads are for streaming on Tuesday, but Conchar remains a 12-team league player. Yuta Watanabe was added 28% increase, and he didn't play. That was always chasing what he did last game, but it was worth a crack, not higher than a lot of other guys. But worth a crack given the low volume of games on. You could go ahead and drop him, I reckon. Austin Reeves with LeBron out, up 21%. Alec Burks. I, I, I like that ad in the short term here for Burks at least. Alec Burks. 
George Niang up 18%. He's a perfect stream on a day like today, and he went off. Um, Tom Bryant up 17%. Again, it's valuable because of the game. Or more accurately, the day of the game, but I don't really think he's a 12-team league guy. Jalen Duran up 15%. And Tory Craig up 13%. Both of those guys, if you did add them in the last 24 hours, you hold on. And let's see where this goes over the next little bit of time. In terms of the most dropped players in fantasy basketball, number one is, not surprising, Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. Down 24%. Brogdon, Marcus Smart back. White back to the waiver wire. Very, very easy discussion. And that's it. That's all you needed to do. We, we streamed him in. He went well, we drop him. Charles Bassey down 13%. Goldfinger's five-game week is over. And Zach Collins has been upgraded to probable. So Bassey may not even play this week. He might. They might go with three-center rotation, but Collins is back. So you can feel pretty good about dropping Bassey. Cam Reddish down 12%. Well, he's missed the last two. He wasn't good enough to be a 12-team league guy anyway, so you drop him. Caleb Martin down 11. Maybe a little bit too quick on that one with Butler still out, but yeah, it's, I don't think it's going to kill you if you drop him. Emmanuel Quickly and Isaiah Hartenstein for the Knicks down 11%. I am fully on board with dropping Hartenstein with how things have gone there. Um, and Quickly is just a stream option because of the inconsistency and uncertainty in his minutes. Monty Morris down 11%. Yeah, he's still questionable with that ankle problem. His production is questionably bad anyway. No point holding on to him. And then Dracaris Levert down 10%. Dracaris. Levert is going to miss again tomorrow. So there's no real need to have him rostered with the minutes tumbling, with the shooting bad, and with the absences now as well. There's no need for him to be a 12-team league player. Today's episode is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car that you want, wherever you want it, with, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasional budget across the US, UK, Canada, and coming soon to Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classical luxury car for a special event, birthday or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Or test drive that new electric vehicle that you've been eyeing off to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Okay. Let's go to the first game of the day. It was the one that everyone was anticipating. The Brooklyn Nets and Ben Simmons go back to Philadelphia, but unfortunately, it didn't get to take on Joel Embiid, who was out, James Harden, who was out, Torres Maxey, who is out. Not great. But we got a, we got a big win for Philadelphia. Underman Philadelphia gets a win, 115-106. Let's start with Simmons, the story of the night, I think, going into it. 32 minutes. 11, 7, and 11, three steals, three blocks, 57% from the field. You couldn't ask for a more perfect Ben Simmons line. He's a top 50 player over the last week. Um, if you persisted with the nonsense going on early in the year, I think you are going to be pretty handily rewarded. We do much more than this? Probably not, but it doesn't actually matter. That's so good. Royce O'Neal's assists, I don't know why they're so high, but they are. He's usually just still low, 11%. But 11, 7, and 6, two blocks, perfect shooting, three triples. He just keeps hanging around. It looks like he's winning the minutes battle with Joe Harris and Seth Curry. 39 for Royce, whereas Joe Harris played 23 and Seth played 24. Curry had the 14 points while um, Harris had three. Neither Seth Curry or Joe Harris need to be 12-team league guys. Get that garbage out of here! We hold on to Nick Claxton. 
He started next to Simmons, but only 21 minutes. But 12 and 4 with three blocks on 86% shooting is still useful. It's still what you want him for. We will get a little bit worried if it sticks at 20, 21 every night because he won't be this productive. You won't have three blocks every single game. You won't shoot 86% every game. And that'll mean that, you know, if that's 60%, then that's like nine and four with like one block. And you go, ooh, that's not very good, is it? So this might almost be best case for Claxo. But then you could argue maybe he plays more minutes in other games. But the trend there is not heading in the right direction. KD, 25 and five with two blocks. Good shooting. Kyrie, 23-2-2 with two blocks and two triples. In fact, that earns Kyrie, Australian legend Kyrie Irving, a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Um, he's been, yeah, it's good to have him back. A little bit, not quite at his best in his return, but he's still the 14th ranked player this season. Paddy Mills played 13 minutes for some reason, while Cam Thomas back out of the rotation, as is Edmund Sumner. On the Sixers side, the wave pulled De'Anthony Melton, 22-4-4. and Three steals, a block, and six triples. He's not going to hit six triples every night, but he's a clear must-roster player, absolutely clear across every league. With everyone out, you roster him. You just keep going until they get healthy. Shake Milton played 36 minutes. He's not the same level of player as Melton, but 16, 6, and 5 is good enough to be a 12-team league player. Well, the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Started off poorly, but ended strong. 24, 6, and 3. 32% usage, played 34 minutes. Had a trip to the locker room with an ankle problem, but he looks like he was fine. And with everyone out, he needs to do that, and he did it, which is great. The big story, I guess, is the center battle. They did start Montrez Harrell, which is always going to be a mistake. But to credit Glenn Rivers' MD, he did play the right player the right amount of minutes. 31 minutes to Paul Reed. 19 and 10, three steals, two blocks. Now, Reed's not this good every night. He shot 78 from the field and 83 from the line. He is a defensive player like this. Maybe you stream him in tomorrow, but I don't know if I have full faith in Glenn to do this every game. But I don't know. How, how much more do we need to see that Harold's bad? Like, I, I don't, honestly don't know. Harold had 6 and 7 in 16 minutes. He was a minus 10. Every other player, except for Daniel House, was a positive. He just gets cooked every time he's out there. He's bad. Like He's really bad. Reed is the guy that you want if you have that faith in, in Rivers. George Niang... It was unbelievable in this game. 16 points, 4 triples, 18 minutes. If Harris does have to miss, Nyang becomes a really good streamer, while Korkmaz had 9 points in 21 minutes. House only the 9 minutes. After a solid start to the season, Daniel has dropped off. We only also got 3 minutes of Matisse Thibel. His ankle keeps flaring up, and he can't play in second half. So I think we might get some time off for Thibel coming here, because they, whatever they're doing at the moment uh, clearly isn't working with the management plan. The second game of the day. Do we light the beam? Yeah, we do. The Kings win it 113-109 over the Memphis Grizzlies on the road, even though Ja Morant returned. His week-to-week injury cost him one game, but he is back. But let's talk about the Kings. Let's talk about De'Aaron Fox. 32-8-6, four steals and five threes. It's an amazing game. Do you know something weird about that game from Fox? Didn't improve his season-long ranking because the shooting actually dropped. That's the thing that when you're maintaining, I know, oh, George, going to go on about it. When you're maintaining such a ridiculous field goal percentage, even when you have a good game like this, 52%, it actually drops your value down somehow. But yeah, everything else about that line is great. And there's no den- denying that he's having a great season and he's truly breaking out. I just think there's going to be a regression. 52 from the field, 83 from the line, 28% usage. He was great. What about the pencil, Harrison Barnes? Barnesy. Absolutely rolling on a hot streak at the moment. 
he's getting by on some really good shooting. He was another 50% from three, 60% from two. 26 and four with zero assists and zero blocks. He was perfect. Eight of eight from line. This is a great hot streak from Barnes. He was on the Sell High show earlier today. It's another game you can add to your quiver of evidence to sell high on Barnes. I don't believe he maintains this level of shooting. Kevin Herter, 18 and six, three steals, four triples. Another great game from Fanta Pants. Well, Sabonis, the usage for him continues to be really, really low. Nine points, 13 usage, 13 rebounds though, eight assists. He was bad with his shooting numbers. He's still been pretty good. He's the 27th ranked player this season. So he was going in the third round. He's returning that value. While Malik Monk, only 23 minutes, but just enough. Just enough to hold on as a 12-team back-end player. 14, 2, and 4 with two threes. Now, I wouldn't be worried if I have to drop Monk to add someone, but I also wouldn't have a problem with holding on to him. I don't know if I say the same for Keegan Murray because he was really bad. Again, two points in 24 minutes, 13% shooting, no steals, no blocks, no threes, three rebounds. I know people love the guy, and I am a little biased because I wasn't as high on him uh, in the draft and even coming into the preseason. But I, I thought he'd be much better than this. I thought he'd be like around the 100th best player. Uh, he has not been that. He's 149th so far. Um, in a 10-team league, I, I have no problems in moving on. In a points league, I have no problems in moving on. In a category league, I get it. And I generally want to hold on through the end of November, start of December. But that's more for the guys that I have a little bit more faith in, like a Jabari Smith. Whereas I don't have as much faith in Keegan Murray. And the, the worry that I had with him was how does he transition into the fourth usage option when he was the number one usage option all through college and that's what fueled what he did. And the answer so far is not very well. So I don't think there's a problem in dropping him, to be honest. Again, I like to give a little bit more leeway, but I'm, I'm not, like I've only got him projected to be 120th rest of season. So I, I don't think it's that much of an issue if you do drop him. It's just, it's been pretty bad. And there's reasons for it, but that's fine. The, the reasons are there and he's, you know, he's reasoning them. Sharon Jackson, 27 minutes, 22 points, two steals, five blocks. What the hell is it? This guy, amazing. What an amazing return. And back earlier than expected and producing at a crazy level. While Jar Moran had 35, seven, 34, sorry, seven and six in two steals. Rough from the line, just 60%. And that hurts his overall value. But overall, those are some good numbers. And Lil John Concha. Lil John should have had that ready, shouldn't I? That was poor producing. Yeah! 10 and 9, two threes, one steal, two blocks. John Concha is a 12-team league guy. While Tyus Jones, you can drop him, but this was good. 27 minutes, 8, 3, and 6 with two steals. I still think that you probably do want to move on. And you definitely want to jack uh, Dylan Brooks right off. Get that garbage out of here! In fact, I'm just going to have a rotating cast of guys that get this, and he's one of them. The world. 14 points on 16 shots, 38% shooting. He had five assists, but he's just too detrimental in a category league to be a must-hold player. You can jack Santiel Dahmer off really easy. Seven points in 16 minutes. He had three steals and a block, but he's no way a 12-team league guy. And we wanted to see, hey, was Brandon Clark's minutes up because Jaron was back? I don't think so. Six points in 18 minutes, two rebounds. I don't really see the point in holding him. He'll have better games. He might have worse games. I just don't think it's happening for him. Aldama's still in the mix. Adams is still starting. He played 30 minutes here, 5 and 16. Rough from the line. They hacked him towards the end. But I don't think you need to hold on to Brandon Clark. Just There'll be nights he's better than this for sure. But that big game that he had, I think it's more and more showing us that it's because Stephen Adams was in foul trouble rather than a new pairing or the, the pairing of Jackson and Clark that they want to roll, roll out there a lot of times. I think the Jackson and Adams pairing is uh, probably something they're a little bit more interested in, to be honest. And that... That'll bring us to talk about today's sponsor, which is Bet Online. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. 
BetOnline.net is the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. They've got it all over at BetOnline.net, including the FIFA World Cup. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And if you want to go and have a look, the Denver Broncos, are they going to ride into Carolina and get the win? They're two-point favorites, according to BetOnline. You can check that out and all of the Week 12 NFL action and all the other sports as well, including the NBA, over at the website. So check out the website or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go to the next game. The Detroit Pistons on the road beat the Nuggets despite being shorthanded for their first road win of the year. Horrendous loss for Denver. Great win for the Pistons. And it was driven by just the weirdest players. They started Marvin Bagley again. He played 22 minutes, was 14-3 and three with two blocks. Of course, you're going to be shocked to know this. He was a team worst. Minus 12 or whatever it was. Yeah, minus 12. He's bad. 14 and th- the 14 points always get you. You go, oh, 14 points. Oh, okay. 88% shooting. Oh, two blocks. That's nice. But he just can't do it. Like, he's just not good enough. He's not a 12-team category league player. It was also a bad night for Jaden Ivey, who really struggled. Seven points on 27%. He did have six rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Stick with him. But he did get benched down the stretch for Corey Joseph. Yikes. Killian Hayes also got benched for Alec Burks. 28 minutes there. Hayes started. He still had 9-1-9, and and that's good enough to hold on to. While Alec Burks is looking like he is a 12-team league ad. So you can go ahead and do that, I reckon. Alec Burks. 21 points, no rebounds, but two threes and three steals. He's getting a lot of usage while Cade is out and a lot of value. Bogdanovich had 22-9-4. Really strong numbers from him in this one. He is carrying a lot of that scoring load with Cunningham out. You know what? I don't know what to do with Kevin Knox, though. Like, I, no, actually, that's not true. I do know. I'm going to ignore it. But he played 25 minutes. He had 17-8 and eight with a three in, on 73% shooting, and that is undeniably a good game. Now, it's, not, it's also undeniable that he's had hundreds of bad games throughout his career. This was good, and he is getting playing time with Sadiq Bay out. Just watch it. Liver's really struggling, isn't he? Five points in 24 minutes, while um, Jalen Duran played 26 minutes. What's important here for Duran is he closed the game and he played those 26 minutes, getting more minutes than Bagley regularly. And this wasn't a foul trouble thing. Now, the numbers aren't awesome. Four and seven, two, re- uh, two assists, no blocks. But he's okay if you want to hold him in 12-team leagues with the trend of the way the minutes are going because Bagley is bad. And they, they just need to start Duran. I don't think they will, but they, they should because yeah, he is the future. Well, if he's, And if he's not the future, you need to find out that he's not the future. So, good win. For the Pistons. For the Nuggets, horrendous loss. Horrendous. But they got players back. He was doubtful. He was questionable. We didn't know if he was going to play. And then he plays 37 minutes, Nikola Jokic, and goes 31, 9, and 10 with a steal and a block in one of his better games for the year. Unfortunately, he only hit 64 from the line. But, you know, good numbers nonetheless. Maga Porter Jr. played 34 minutes, 18 and 8 with two blocks. Good game. There, well, Jamal Murray just wasn't into it. 10 points on 25%. It was good that he was back. He had two steals, eight assists, and a, and a block, but that shooting is pretty rough. He had been cranking before this game, top 25 before um, uh, before this uh, this game here. I wouldn't worry. Contavious Corral Pope's numbers, they're cooling off a little bit. Now, this was still pretty good because he had a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Two threes, two rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. He had 10 points and one assist, but he'd been trending backwards. 
I think in at the end, he will become a fringe 12-team streamer. But for now, we hold him. We also have to hold the shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, do, 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 do. 25 minutes, 11, 4, and 5, because Bones Highland played 9 minutes. Now, Bones had been really rolling, putting up top 50 sort of numbers. And we knew there was going to be some sort of drop-off when players returned. But it's hard to know how much. He played 9 minutes. He did nothing before he left. Two points on 20% shooting, which is terrible. Usage was down, which we talked about in the buy-low show earlier today. But was he this bad because he was sick? And that's why he only played nine minutes. That's why he couldn't get involved in anything. I do think in the end, he will become maybe a droppable guy, but we don't know yet. So we have to hold on. There was no Jeff Green. So Zeke Nagy had eight and four in 19 minutes while DeAndre Jordan goes back to his bench role, plays 11 minutes and uh, does nothing. Not really sure why Christian Brown's been taken out of the rotation and replaced by Davon Reed, but the doctor's doctoring. And uh, yeah, Nuggets fans are pissed at this loss, as they should be. It was a pretty bad one. So let's do the last game of the night. The Lakers go down to the Suns, 115-105. No LeBron James again. But Anthony Davis went crazy. 38 minutes, 37 points, 21 rebounds, 5 steals and 5 blocks, 65% shooting. And 94 from the line on 16 attempts. That is an astonishing number. He's the number one ranked player over the last week. I would say sell high. Not because necessarily he's going to get injured. He got injured in this game, actually. He hurt his wrist and said there was numbness in it, but he played through it. Remember that when you look at this line. Um, but because LeBron is going to come back and have an impact. But he is absolutely dominating. Like The numbers you're putting up from Davis... The thing is, like selling high is tough because everyone's scared of Davis. They're worried about him getting injured. So can you actually get a top 10 player? Probably not. So in general, you probably hold on. You ride it. You ride it. And even that player in the top 10, like the only guys you'd probably look at who are similar, maybe Jokic, but not really. Maybe Embiid. I, I don't know. I think you just ride it out. Westbrook played 31 minutes off the bench, 21-3-5. and five. Pretty rough with these percentages. They have started to fall off again. We're getting back to more of the old rust stuff. Well, Lonnie Walker, he, um, he Lonnie Walkered. Hello. Again, he looks great. 38 minutes, 24 points. Love that. Really good. But zero rebounds. Two assists. He hit two threes. The percentages are okay. But he still remains outside the top 130 for the season in category leagues. That's on some pretty big usage stuff. And, and I don't think he's going to remain a 12-team league guy. The Tank. Tom Bryant. Talked about how he's been added in a lot of spots. I guess it was just for the streaming value of today. He had eight points in 11 minutes, but he played 11 minutes. I don't think we're going to get much of Davis and Bryant together. And the fact that we're not getting much of them together with LeBron out makes me think that maybe they're not going to do much together. I, I don't think he's a 12-team league guy, nor do I think Dennis Schroeder is, who was scoreless on six-shot attempts, missed all of them. One assist and one steal. Like I've said with him in the past, you need 30-plus minutes, you need good usage, and with Davis, LeBron, Westbrook, Beverly Walker, like, where's he get 30 minutes and good usage? Probably doesn't. As for Patrick Beverly, got ejected in this one. He was scoreless. He did have 10 rebounds and two assists. He's not a 12-team league guy, obviously. He's like a very deep league guy. And I reckon the opinion on Patrick Beverly and what happened today is going to vary a lot. Suns fans are up in arms. What a dirty player. How disgusting he deserves to be ejected. What happened? Devin Booker fouled Austin Reeves pretty hard. And DeAndre Ayton went and stood over Austin Reeves as he was laying on the ground. And Pat Beverly didn't like that. He ran in and bumped him in the side. It wasn't in the back. It was in the side. I'm a neutral observer here. He hit him in the side. Aiton went down. Right? You can't do that. You're going to get ejected. But 
I do understand Beverly, like Aiton is deliberately standing over and taunting Reeves, standing over him. Beverly had an issue with that, went in. What Beverly should have done is gone in and grabbed him and started jostling that way, not go in and, and run with the hit. The hit is probably unnecessary. It was definitely unnecessary and it's dirty to a degree. It's not, he didn't run in and swing. He didn't run in and smash him. He didn't run into anything like that. He hit him in the side with a bump and Aiton went down. Okay. I actually don't have too much of a problem with Beverly going in to remonstrate and to step up for his teammate. Could have done it a little bit differently. I don't really love the look of Aiton standing over someone who's laying on the ground like that. How you do that, you're going to get hit. Like I think that's that's relatively expected. But I loved... What do you guys think? Are you, are you on Beverly's side here? Do you think he's just a grub and dirty and should never do that and he's going to get a suspension? I do think he gets a suspension. Um, or you're on his side, sticking up for his mates. Let me know. As for Austin Reeves, 11, 3, and 4, 35 minutes. He's playing a lot. Troy Brown's doing nothing. 21 minutes. So I think Reeves can maintain a level with LeBron back. Won't be to this level, though. He's been very good, Austin. He's probably more of a 14-team league guy. For the Suns, Bridges had 25 and 6 with five triples, a steal, and a block. A fantastic performance from Mikhail, who's really stepping up with both Cam Johnson and Chris Paul out. Booker's also been pretty good, 25, 4, and 5. And on the pregame show, someone said, hey, what are the odds? What's more likely? DeAndre Aiden gets a block or a free throw? I said, hey, he probably gets a free throw more likely. He had neither. No blocks and no free throws. It wasn't a disgustingly bad game, 14 and 15, but 14% usage is pretty rough. And uh, there's still some buy-low opportunity there. Torrey Craig didn't get it going offensively, eight points, but he hit two threes. He had three steals and he had two blocks. So the 12-team value continues. While campaign struggled with efficiency, 11-2-7, and seven, though, is really good. And we just keep holding on to him until old mate Chris Paul returns. Dwayne Washington took some of those Landry Shamit minutes who was out in this one, 15 points in 18 minutes. He doesn't do too much there, well, too much else apart from score. While Bismack Biombo got the backup center minutes again over Jock Landale. And I don't think we really need to be doing much there with that, but it is important in deeper leagues to see that Biombo in like a 20-teamer, he is getting those backup minutes at the moment. Let's look at the lines of the night. The monstrous line of the night goes to Anthony Davis. The waiver wire goes to Paul Reed. Interesting stream tomorrow. Not that confident that it repeats, but interesting. Young Gun is Austin Reeves, and the dud of the night is Keegan Murray. Your top 10 players in category leagues for today. Number one is Davis, followed by De'Aaron Fox, Nikola Jokic, De'Anthony Melton, Mikhail Bridges, Paul Reed, Harrison Barnes, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons, and Jaron Jackson. Top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Reed, well, we just talked about that. George Niang. Yeah, probably not. Maybe if Harris misses, you look at him. Kevin Knox, no. Austin Reeves, 14-team leagues. Seth Curry, that's deeper league stuff. Same with Damian Lee, but both of those guys on low volume days, Curry and Lee, can be streamers for threes. Ish Wainwright, no. <laughs> Isaiah Livers, no. Dwayne Washington, no. And Tom Bryant, no, he's not a 12-team league player. In terms of your top 10 players for points leagues, Davis, Fox, Jokic, Morant, Simmons, Jaron, Paul Reed, DeAnthony Melton, Mikael Bridges, and DeAndre Ayton. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And if you are here on YouTube, you thumb it up, you leave those comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.